0: Hey guys, welcome back to the GOAT Podcast, a podcast where you don't have to worry about headphones. You can just listen. We're never going to have to worry about foul language. We're never going to have to worry about commercials for sponsors that you can't trust or even endorse as a Christian. We're just going to talk about the game. That's all we want to do. That's all we ever want to talk about. Today is the beginning of the state of the divisions. And what better place to start than the NFC South? They made a huge splash Over the weekend. In fact, the day that I released the podcast stating that the Carolina Panthers were not going to take a quarterback, they go and trade for the number one pick. They give up a host of draft picks to do it. They gave up their first this year, their first next year, their second round pick that they own from the 49ers this year, and their second in 2025, and DJ Moore to the Chicago Bears for the right to draft probably CJ Stroud, although it could be another shock and they could take Bryce Young. We'll see. Frank Reich's cooking something up, and I kind of like it. I think it's a very good start to his tenure as coach there. Today I have with me Monica Teske. Monica joined me for a special episode that was purely about the draft and how to win a Super Bowl. Today we're talking about the NFC South. So, Monica, welcome into the podcast.
1: Thanks. Thanks for having me.
0: So we're going to start with the Atlanta Falcons, and we're going to go through their roster, and we're going to kind of talk about their their needs and the state of their team, what they needed to make a splash. Their so,
1: needs are every position. Essentially,
0: yes. Possible. They mm-hmm. did go 7-10 and ten last year, which surprised me. I, I didn't realize they'd won seven games. Like, seven it it snuck ten? up on me. I will say, I do think Mariota played better in the very beginning than he ended. Mm-hmm. Desmond Ritter did not get the chance to start as soon as I think he should have. But here's their offense, okay? okay. On offense... You have Desmond Ritter, quarterback in his second season. Logan Woodside, backup quarterback, never heard of him, his third year from Toledo. Tyler Algier, a rookie from BYU. BJ Baylor, running back. Caleb Huntley, running back. Cordero Patterson, running back. Clint Ratkovich, running back. Kevin Smith, fullback. Josh Alley, wide receiver. Jared Bernhardt, wide receiver, Demir Bird, wide receiver, Frank Darby. Uh, let me just stop when it's no longer a wide receiver, I'll tell you. Uh, Frank Darby, Rashawn Henry, Kaderil Hodge, Drake London, Olamide Zakias. Then you get to the tight end, Anthony Ferkser, Tucker Fisk, John Fitzpatrick, Felipe Franks, used to be a quarterback. Yeah. Parker Hesse, Kyle Pitts. Boy, wouldn't it be nice if he broke out. McCole uh, Pruitt. That was a
1: disaster
0: pick. Oh, man. John Rain. And then you have at center, Drew Dahlman, Jonathan Harrison, Matt Hennessy. Guard, you have Colby Gossett, Kyle Hinton, Jermaine Effetti, Chris Lindstrom, Jalen Mayfield, Ryan Newzel, Justin Schaefer, Chuma Edoga, Jake Matthews at offensive tackle, Kayla McGarry, He's going to be leaving in free agency. I've, I've seen his name around. Mm-hmm. Tyler Vrabel um, and Elijah Wilkinson. So, Monica, offensively, you're looking at this team, and I'm going to say it, and then I'm going to let you just kind of talk about it. Okay. You be as animated as you want. Okay. Where are the playmakers? Even with Drake London, even with Kyle Pitts, your best player on your team last season is Tyler Algier and Cordero Patterson. What do they need to do? in free agency to fix their offense
1: first of all i i definitely think of myself as being fairly well versed in my college players i i feel like i know like pretty like i'm pretty good with it i could not tell you half of the like (laughs) i have not heard of more than half of their players it is ridiculous um But I will say kind of what jumped out to me the most was, yes, they do. Like, Drake London is a big – he could be a big playmaker. And so could Kyle Pitts. No one's going to get anything done behind that offensive line. I mean, we used to have Elijah Wilkinson in Denver. Um, I remember Jermaine Effetti in Seattle. I mean (laughs) – Which
0: was a failed pick then.
1: Yeah. I mean, Jake Matthews, I remember him. I mean, just listening to that offensive line, it does not matter what playmakers you have. They're not going to get anything done behind the offensive line. They are going to have to drastically change it. And there's been, I mean, they might need to talk to Orlando Brown yeah. or uh, Taylor Lewan from Tennessee. I mean, there's there's some options out there, but the play, the playmakers don't matter until they fix that offensive line.
0: Yeah, and they they have money to spend. If I heard correctly, let me let me pull this up to be sure. Salary cap, Atlanta Falcons. They have, if I understand correctly, about sixty seven million available as of five days ago. Um, that's foxsports.com. dot com. So they got some money to play with. They here. do. They do. You got to think, Drake London, your best wide receiver. Kyle Pitts, your best tight end. Desmond Ritter needs at least one more year. Oh, yeah. He, offensively, there's going to be offensive line. I think you hit the nail on the head. Orlando Brown, great pick for them to to go after. Will they? Or will they make a run at Lamar Jackson?
1: Uh, this, the Falcons are not the smartest organization, so that's probably what they would do.
0: Right giving up a first round pick this year and next year to do it and saddling themselves to a quarterback that hasn't stayed healthy the last 2 years, the last 2 months of the season.
1: Desmond Ritter if he I know that college is not you know, it's not it doesn't translate to the NFL necessarily. He was a pretty accurate quarterback. Yeah. I mean, he's he's a good quarterback. He but he had more time at Cincinnati. Like he was able to have some time in the pocket, survey the field. But you're not gonna have that behind the offensive line. So if they're if they're thinking if they're thinking about this properly, I think that they should go very heavy offensive line in order to help them con, con- to succeed. Sorry.
0: Yeah. Um Well, so Desmond Ritter started four games last year. Went 2-2. Two and two. Beat Tampa Bay. Yes. Which, you know, beat Tampa Bay, beat Arizona by one point. They won against Tampa Bay 30-17. to That's not
1: saying much beating Arizona, though.
0: They lost to Baltimore 17-9, to and they were leading in that game at one point, and then they just got away from them.
1: Mm-hmm. They gave up a touchdown.
0: New Orleans, they lost by three. That was his first start. Mm-hmm. The New Orleans game, he struggled... By far, 13-26, 97 yards, no touchdowns, no picks, four sacks. 59.3 rating, quarterback rating of 36.4.
1: But that's also, I mean. This is his first time. You said four sacks. Mm-hmm. That is, that is as much, a that is yeah. mo- probably more of an offensive line issue than it is a quarterback issue.
0: Yeah, and then you go on to the Baltimore game. He had two sacks, so they they, they got it down. Still no touchdowns or interceptions, but he was 22 of 33 for 218 yards. Respectable. Yes. By far his best game came against the Buccaneers, which I think shows he has a lot of promise. They have a good defense. they really do. He went 19 of 30 for 224 yards, completed 63% of his passes, had two touchdowns in that game, no pick, no picks. He went 708 yards, two touchdowns, zero interceptions with the worst team that you could probably argue having. I kind of wonder if he would have gone and managed to start earlier Mm -hmm. if we'd be looking at Desmond Ritter as, yeah, he's definitely the guy. Mm -hmm. There's some questions surrounding it, but uh, to each his own. That's offensively. I don't really know that many people care defensively, so we're not going to get too much into this. Uh But I will say this. When I read these names, Amani Bledsoe, Arnold Epichetti – Grady Jarrett, Abdullah Anderson, J- Jalen Dalton, Matt Dickerson, Taquan Graham, Timmy Horn, Jaleel Johnson, Vincent Taylor, Troy Anderson, David Anina, Quentin Bell, Lorenzo Carter, Dorian Etheridge, Rashawn Evans. There's a blast from the past. Wow. Nick Kwiatkowski. Uh, Kwiatkowski. Sorry, Koski. I don't know. Sorry, Nick. Nate Landman, D'Angelo Malone. I'm not even going to say Ogan Jetty's first name. Michael Walker. D. Alford, Cornell Armstrong, Rashad Fenton.
1: He was traded
0: to them. Wow. Mike Ford, Javelin Guadry, Darren Hall, Matt Hankins, Casey Hayward. I didn't even know he was still playing. (laughs) Dylan Maben, Isaiah Oliver, Jamal Peters, AJ Terrell, probably their best defensive player.
1: Yeah.
0: Avery Williams, Richie Grant, second best defensive player, in my opinion. Love Richie Grant. Micah Abernathy, Eric Harris, Jalen Hawkins, Javante Moffat. Who? I mean, yeah. th- th- there's like four names on there that I know, and you know me, and yeah. you can you can attest to this. I usually know players that not every other team knows right. that are on their own team. Right. Because I'll sometimes talk to you, and you'll know who the player is, but I sometimes talk to other people, and I'll say, well, what about this guy? And they're like, who? Yeah. I do a deep dive every year into the fantasy football leagues that I'm in, into every possible player that could do something. Right. I know none of these names except maybe four of them. They've got a lot to fix.
1: One thing that did, when you're reading the defense, it kind of jumped out at me. Their team is kind of old. Yeah. Uh, I mean, on offense and defense, their team's kind of old. So I, they've got a lot of holes to fix, and it's not going to be easy. It's going to be tough. Desmond, they, if they're smart, they need to do whatever they can to support Desmond Ritter, and they need to stay away from Lamar Jackson.
0: All right, the New Orleans Saints, uh, Derek Carr, just their biggest signing so far this off season, and you said something in the special podcast that we did together where it's like Michael Thomas is excited to you know to potentially stay there, but right. I don't think he will. They have to keep him. Do you know how much he's owed? If he, if they release him, do you know how much money they're owed against the cap?
1: I don't know that. Twenty
0: six million. That's so much money. If you don't keep Michael Thomas. They're right back in the hole that they're in. So they have to keep Michael Thomas this year Mm -hmm. or trade him. And even trading him, they'd have to find somebody that would take the majority of his salary. Yeah, And a lot of teams won't do that for a player like Michael Thomas, who was great and now is not. Right. They're also a team that that got a lot of holes. Uh, I think Derek Carr was a good signing for them overall. It was. His statistics were not that far off from the other quarterbacks that played for them last year, though, which is kind of funny. But I do think they have better weapons yeah, I, suited for him, at least, I, outside of tight end.
1: As a as as a Broncos fan, it's going to hurt me to say this a little bit. I didn't necessarily understand all of the hate for Derek Carr. Was he my favorite quarterback? Nah. But I didn't I didn't get all the hate to him towards Derek Carr. Yeah. So I. I I do like that pickup for New Orleans. I just their their cap situation is terrifying.
0: Well, think about think about what they're gonna have to to do. They're gonna probably go out and get Jimmy Garoppolo in Las Vegas, right? You get Jimmy Garoppolo. That's congratulations! A- you you moved laterally.
1: Yeah, that's a lateral you, move for the Raiders. You
0: didn't do anything to to move up the ladder. No. So with the Saints, you've got Derek Carr who comes into a backfield. We're not going to cover all the quarterbacks here because we, we know Derek Carr's the guy. Right. There's some shrouded mystery with the Falcons. So, you know, running back is a big issue. Does Kamara stick around? First of all, he's got some legal trouble that he did run into. Yes. That could keep yes. him off the field. I don't want to get very, too much into that. That was but a very,
1: yeah. It, it bad, was an unfortunate a thing. A very sad situation.
0: Mark Ingram II is 33 years old. He doesn't have it anymore. No. And in all honesty, and I know you're going to probably push maybe a little bit back on this, but he never did because he never got the fair chance that he should have gotten.
1: Yeah, I he had the talent, yeah. too. I just I, – that whole team was not built around a running game. And so I did whenever he was – whenever he went there, I was a little disappointed because um, I really liked Mark Ingram. But it's time for him to go.
0: yeah. You get to the wide receiver portion. They've got Marquez Callaway. He's had some flashes. You have Deontay Hardy. Eh, you know Jarvis Landry. Yikes, he's still there somehow, and I, I don't know that he'll be there or not. You have Chris Olave played very well as a rookie.
1: They they keep Jarvis Landry around because he's from LSU.
0: Yeah, that's. Ras- I mean,
1: that's really it.
0: Rashid Shahid came out of nowhere last year and did phenomenal. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, this is a guy that his statistics last year, 28 receptions, 488 yards, two touchdowns.
1: That's impressive. As a rookie. That's impressive.
0: And he's going to be a guy that Carr will love to throw deep to. Alave and Michael Thomas have to stay. They can't go anywhere. Are the Taysom Hill days over? He's been in the league six years. He's 32 years old. He can't play quarterback anymore unless they're still going to do those trick plays and stuff with him. But that that's really their offense, and boy, what about Adam Troutman? What a disappointing start he's had to his career
1: yeah i I really liked Adam Troutman coming out, but he his career has just crashed and burned in New Orleans i i'm kind of i'm kind of interested to see what Derek Carr can do with him though
0: defensively, you were gonna say something go ahead
1: i I, but about Taysom Hill, I do think that Taysom Hill's probably done. Um, I did read yesterday, I believe, that the Saints were thinking about re-signing Jameis. I don't know how true that is, but I did. It was one of those Twitter rumor things. But uh, I honestly think Taysom's done.
0: Um, we usually do – both you and I, we, we follow the right people, I think, sometimes. Mm-hmm. I know you often text me about things that happen yeah. or that are going to happen before they happen. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I'll, I'll send you some stuff that I'm like, hey, I'm hearing this, and, and then a couple hours later, there it goes. Yeah. yeah. Defensively for the Saints, Cameron Jordan's 33 years old. Uh, yeah. David Anyameta is 30 years old. Demario Davis is 34 years old. You know, the, their best players are up there. At, at, How old is... Do they still have Marcus Davenport? They do. I just saw his name. He's 26. Okay. So, Carl Granderson played very well last year. Came out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, Granderson's stats last year. He ended up having uh, 53 total tackles, uh, 30 Not solo, bad. 23 assists. He had five and a half sacks.
1: Oh, that's good.
0: Um And... The crazy thing is, when he started to play, he was getting, in some games, six tackles to seven. That's, so he's, that's really impressive. as a defensive end, that's impressive.
1: And you're having to share stats with, I mean, some of the names that you just mentioned. Yeah. Like, that is very impressive.
0: I think the downfall of this team, and it's going to be fun to talk to you about this because you're, you'll push back because you're going to have some bias come out here. Okay. Sean Payton ran that team into the ground with some of their moves that they made. They, they go up and trade for Zach Bond and Adam Troutman. Both those didn't work out. No. The, the last few draft picks that Sean Payton made, which would scare me as a Broncos fan, did not pan out in the slightest yeah. the last two years he was with y'all. And the ones that did were high draft picks. But when you get into the weeds, which you're, you said on the special podcast, your GM said, I like being in the third round. Mm-hmm. I like being in the weeds. Yeah. Peyton's not good at that. No. And so that would scare me a little bit. And, and you look at the guys like Zach Bond, he's been very bad. Uh, yeah. He has like 58 total tackles in four seasons. That's not great.
1: He's from, where
0: did he go he to was Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Uh, they, they right. He was in Wisconsin. They thought he was going to be TJ Watt. That's yeah. what they were hoping for. And there were people who even said when he was drafted, you know, oh, maybe you get lightning in a bottle like T.J. Watt. Didn't happen. And T.J. Watt's a special player. You know, there, don't get me wrong. There
1: there was another linebacker in that class. The, the name kind of escapes me right now, but I thought he would have been a much better fit yeah. in New Orleans. And then Zach Bond, I just kind of was scratching my head a little bit on that one. But Sean Baden, I've had mixed feelings about that hiring. I'm hoping he can you know do something with, with with Russell Wilson but I am so nervous that he's going to try to change everything. Um so yeah, I, I I I agree but I also I don't know. I'm I'm just kind of interested to see what he does in Denver.
0: Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They lose Tom Brady biggest, biggest storyline of yeah. the off season for, for them. And the first time we've mentioned him on the podcast, as far as a, you know, yeah. a thing. Yeah. Tom Brady's off into retirement. Uh, no rich Eisen, he is not coming back. I don't think no. uh, maybe, maybe he will. And I'll be proven wrong again. Watch literally the day that this airs, Tom Brady will come back and be with the dolphins or whatever. Uh, but I, I don't think he's coming back. So the biggest no. mystery for the the Buccaneers has to be quarterback. Yeah. Is Kyle Trask, you know, a guy that's twenty five years old. He sat behind Brady for two years. There was another guy who did that and has actually played pretty well and had a decent career. His name's Jimmy Garoppolo. Similar storylines there. Um will Kyle Trask have a similar career path as Jimmy Garoppolo?
1: He doesn't he doesn't have the same skill set. Okay. I I don't this is if people know in my background will probably think this is a little biased. I have not been that impressed with Kyle Drask. Mm-hmm. He has a power, he has, he has tools, he has amazing tools, but he can't put it together. The yeah. guy cannot put things together. And he'll have on one pass, he'll look like a Tom Brady. And then the next pass, he looks like Nathan Peterman. I just – I don't get Kyle Trask, and I don't think that he will be consistent enough to be a good starter in the NFL.
0: He does have currently a 1.6 quarterback rating.
1: So, Three Nathan nine, Peterman-like.
0: 23 yards, no touchdowns, no picks. He's got the frame, and he's he's still young. He was picked in the second round uh, yeah. in 2021, so he – they have to give him a, a chance to at least win the job in camp. Right. Unless somehow they, they felt like they could get Lamar, which I doubt. Unless they felt like somehow they could get Garoppolo, which I doubt. Right. Trask is going to get, I think, an opportunity to win this job. Maybe even play a year, and then who knows? They could end up in the Caleb Williams sweepstakes. The second question I have offensively, is this the year that Mike Evans is let go and traded to another team? And you, you ask the question, there are teams out there that need wide receiver help. right? Uh, you know, you, you look at the Buffalo Bills. Right. Could they go after? If if you had to pick and you said, hey, he's 29 years old, he's 6'5", he would strike fear into the other opponent's eyes, you know, when they look across the field and there's Mike Evans and there's Stephon Diggs. Yeah. Would you give up a first-round pick if you were Buffalo for Mike Evans this year?
1: Possibly, I mean it would depend on who's there. I, I think that Tampa Bay, their best option at this point, would be just to tank. Yeah, because
0: it's going to be hard in some ways, though, because they do still have some good pieces of of their defense around. Levante David, he'll go to free agency, um, and I, th- I, th- I don't think he'll re-sign. But like Logan Hall, I think he's going to have a good second year. Right, Mike Green, I think also could have a good second year bump. You still have Vita Vea, who is spectacular. Vita
1: Vea is um, such a good pick for them.
0: There was rumors, and I, I messaged you about them, and I was hoping they were true, that Devin White was possibly going to be let go, like traded. Yeah. And I was like, please, please, Steelers, give up the 17th pick the next five years for Devin White. We right. should have done that years ago. I think we should have tried to trade up to six and get Devin White. We didn't mm-hmm. do it. We got Devin Bush. Devin Bush, unfortunately, got hurt, and it was never the same. Right. Um. They traded with us, with the Broncos yeah. for that one. Now they do have to worry about Jamal Dean leaving. Carlton Davis, I, I don't think is going to go anywhere. He's still there. But the, the overall, they still have a very good defensive, you know, unit. So I think it's going to be tough for them to tank. I think they're going to be – they were 8-9 and nine this year with Brady, which mm-hmm. is unfortunate. Um, I I think some of that was scheme, some of that was play calling, and I think some of that was – Brady's heart wasn't in it this season, for obvious reasons. Mm-hmm. I, I don't blame him for that. And it's unfortunate that it happened the way that it did. But I do think that you're looking at a team that is very similar in the Steelers. They're going to have struggles tanking, simply because their defense is too good.
1: But I think you can argue the other side. They were 8-9 and nine with Tom Brady and that defense. In that division, which is you, I mean, it's a toss-up between the AFC South and the NFC South. Which one is the worst division? I think arguments can be made for both. Right. They were eight nine in one of the worst divisions in football, and they had arguably one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, and they had all of that on defense, and they still could not get above five hundred. So, how are they going to be able to have success with? Kyle Trask, who you said had a one point something QBR, yeah, I, I just don't, I don't see this year going very well for Tampa Bay at this point. Things can change, obviously, but right now, I, I Tampa Bay is in a terrible
0: position. My favorite movie to watch during draft season is Draft Day. Absolutely, and I hate the Browns, but it's still, it's, I watch it every year. The night, the day of the first round, yeah. Every year, um, it is a tradition, and you've been with me for some of that. You yes, know, I remember we we wheeled a TV into my office at Somerville, and we watched that movie together, yeah.
1: mm-hmm. and then we
0: watched the first round. Yeah. Last year, we watched the NFL draft together in this very office, mm-hmm. and got together and, and watched it. Um, not going to be able to work it out this year. My my travel schedule is just oh, I'm yeah. out of town. Same. but I am starting to wonder in my head if there's a chance that the Panthers are pulling a Sonny Weaver from draft day. You know, Monte Vontae Mack, no matter what, kind of deal. Um, I know that new regimes come in, they take over, and they, they redo everything. Right. You haven't even seen what Matt Corral can do. You haven't even seen, truly, um, if you're going to be able to go and get Jimmy Garoppolo. Mm-hmm. You haven't seen – and you have more holes than just quarterback. Yes, if you get C.J. Stroud, your team becomes exponentially better. But offensively, we were talking about this earlier. Here are their wide receivers. Terrace Marshall, LaVisca Chenault. There he is. There's the guy I was trying to find in the last episode we did this together. And then you have Shai Smith. You pull up Shai Smith's stats in his career. He has 28 receptions on 52 targets for 400 yards and two touchdowns. Both of those touchdowns came last year. Mm -hmm. He struggled to get on the field because he was buried behind DJ Moore and LaBisca Chennault and Terrace Marshall. Terrace Marshall's a guy I totally understand why they got rid of DJ Moore. 28 receptions with that string of quarterbacks. He had 490 yards and a touchdown Mm -hmm. as a rookie. Or second season, I should say. He has 45 receptions on 77 targets, 628 yards, and a touchdown. That's a respectable number for for a season, half a season of work, if you will. Uh-huh. I can understand why they would go and get Terrace Marshall. He was a, a second round pick back in twenty twenty one. Lavisca Chenault has not done much no in his career he does I, have 148 I had receptions high
1: hopes for him. i
0: remember because i think you talked me into drafting him in our dynasty league and that did not end well no um unfortunately but i don't blame you for that either but he, he's got 148 receptions 1400 yards and six touchdowns he just can't stay healthy no um ever
1: that's his that's his probably his big problem
0: so here's my question then where's the dog in the wide receiver room for cj Stroud they're not getting Smith and Jigba unless no. he falls, and I, he's not going to fall. Now he probably will because I said that. <laughs> uh, they're not going to be able to get Jordan Addison. They're not going to be able to get Zay Flowers, Quentin Johnson. Jalen Hyatt is going to be there in the second round maybe?
1: Possibly. You know, you,
0: you got the guy from LSU. Do they pair him with Terrace Marshall and have an LSU wide, receiving room, uh, wide receiver room? Where's the dog? You're not going to find him in free agency unless you trade for New Hopkins. Are yeah. you going to trade for Nuke Hopkins giving up a second-round pick next year to get a guy who's in his 30s just to give C.J. Stroud steady legs or Bryce Young or Levis or whoever they take? So it makes me just kind of sit there and wonder, what if they trade up for the number one pick because they know Houston is desperate for a quarterback? And they're going to say all this stuff. They're going to do all this. We're going to get our homework done. Just for Houston to call and say, what would it take? Okay, give us two. Give us 12. Give us your second-round pick. Give us your third-round pick. And give us a second next year. Would Houston take that deal?
1: Houston has not been shown to be the smartest organization. So maybe. Um, I did have kind of an off-the-wall thought. What if their Vontae Mack, no matter what,
0: is Will Anderson?
1: is a Christian McCaffrey replacement? Ooh. B. John Robinson.
0: That would have to go down in history as the worst draft pick of all time, even over Ryan Leaf. And that's not because I don't like B. John Robinson. But if you give up all of that just to go take B. John Robinson... I think Frank Reich would have to be fired, <laughs> like immediately. He, he fired. hasn't even
1: had a chance. No, they
0: just say we now understand why it didn't work out in Indianapolis. To leave um, because, I mean, honestly, I, it does
1: not make sense to me for them to take for them to move up from nine to one. It doesn't. It doesn't make sense.
0: None of it makes sense to me. I mean, I mean, this isn't the this isn't the year, and I love C.J. Stroud. I love what Bryce Young did in college. This isn't the year, in my opinion, to sell the farm. They could have no. easily said, we have Corral. What does it hurt? We know that Caleb Williams is coming out next year. We know there's going to be some guys that will be there. We also know this time next year, there's going to be some other quarterback. What if Lamar does resign with Baltimore for a year, and Baltimore doesn't do the exclusive rights tag next year, and they let him walk? Mm -hmm. and Baltimore's sitting right there, and you can go, huh, we could get that. Why they trade for the number one overall pick in a year where you don't have – it would be like if last year the Steelers did that to take Kenny Pickett. It doesn't make sense. And I love Pickett, and I do think it was the best quarterback in that class. I don't get trading all the way up from 9 to 1.
1: Because
0: Richardson would have been there at 9. Levis probably would have been there at 9 in some cases still.
1: What, what, probably what's not computing in my head the very most is what are you going to get out of C.J. Stroud or Bryce Young that you don't already have in Matt Corral? And, I mean, Matt Corral probably has an even better arm than both C.J. and Bryce. Yeah. And I love C.J. and Bryce. But Matt Corral is a much more, he's a much better more powerful thrower. His accuracy is probably a little bit less than CJ and Bryce, but it's not, it's not bad. this, this, their move, the Panthers move. It just, I, I don't understand it. And I, the more I think about it, the less it makes sense unless they're just trying to mess with teams below them because
0: they did come right out and say, we might trade back. What?
1: <laughs> what? That doesn't
0: make any sense. I don't get it. I don't, I mean.
1: Why do you give up all that just to trade back? That It's unless you think you're going to get a king's ransom.
0: And all this could change this time next Friday. Yeah. When the free agency has started and been underway for a few days, they could come out and immediately go, hey, we're we're drafting someone other than a quarterback because Jimmy Garoppolo is on our team now. We're going to ride with him for a year. Yeah, I don't understand that because they don't have a first-round pick next year to no. take Caleb Williams. I, I think this is one of those things, and I'll, I'll say this, and then we can move on to the defense and you tell me what else you want to say about it. Poverty franchises are poverty franchises for a reason. Yeah. The Panthers are a poverty franchise simply because they haven't learned their lesson. And the lesson is not, oh, we had Cam Newton, and we did so well with him. Let's go get another running quarterback. You didn't do so well with Cam Newton. He was a great no. running quarterback. Best running quarterback they've ever had. Yeah. Probably the best quarterback they've ever had other than Dalone.
1: I would say Jake Dalone um, maybe. But you, you,
0: you're you going to go get C.J. Stroud and have the same type of problems. Your offensive line is not the best. Ikemi Kwanu is probably your best player. Mm-hmm. Cade Mays, I think, is also a good guy. But other than that, the next best name on your list is Austin Corbett. He's 27. Um, Deontay Brown, you remember that name?
1: Yes. Uh, Deontay Brown I is do. a guy
0: that I mean he's a six round pick. You don't have the offensive line that and you need.
1: I'm surprised Deontay Brown was actually drafted.
0: Well, that says something. Cameron Irving, he's also I guess a, a pick too. I mean, what do you have offensively that makes Frank Reich think? And this is what it tells me, I guess. And I'll let you. Rebuff and we'll go to the defense and close it out. They must know something.
1: Yeah, they have to. They must they know something. Have to in know free something. agency
0: is going to go their way. Like a a new Hopkins trade won't work out, and they'll have to release DeAndre Hopkins. Or the idea of you know, hey, even us going after and getting this guy, you know, it'll work out. We'll figure it out. I love their defense. I hate their offense.
1: Their defense is incredible. I just that offense is terrible. Mm-hmm. I I don't I don't really know they need help. They just need help. But the trading all of that for what sounds like CJ Shroud at this point does not make sense to me.
0: No, and I and you know me, I'm I'm not a I'm not a Bama hater when it comes to the draft. No nor am I a pro Ohio State guy when it comes to the drafting quarterbacks. Justin Fields right now is the best Ohio State quarterback in the last seven years that's been drafted.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Tua is probably the best Bama quarterback in the last seven years that's been drafted. Mm -hmm. And both of them have major flaws. Yeah. And I think the same issues are going to be with C.J. Stroud and Bryce Young. If you can't get Bryce Young upright and taken care of, it's going to be a problem. So ultimately, all in all... I think the defense is perfect, but I also think that you're you're gonna see it, it's possible that a Derrick Brown from Auburn gets traded.
1: Mm-hmm. It's
0: possible that um, you know, Frankie Louvu came out of nowhere last year, had seventy six solo tackles, seven sacks. They're probably going to keep him. Um but that means Corey Littleton needs to go because okay. you still have Shaq Thompson
1: mm-hmm. and
0: you also have some guys like uh, I can never think of Jeremy Chen yeah. Who's a, a linebacker hybrid safety? Mm-hmm. JC Horn, CJ Henderson. Those guys are great. Uh, Dante Jackson, great.
1: I have loved what the Panthers have been doing on defense, especially in the draft. I feel like every I have a a a friend who's a Panthers fan, and so you know, especially around the draft, you know, we'll text and kind of talk about what the Panthers are doing. The every, I feel like every year for the past, probably three years or so, I have texted my friend and said, whoa, that was a really good defensive pick by the Panthers. Panthers." Yeah.
0: All right. So we're ready to close out the episode. And today we're going to do something a little different. I'm calling it fantasy fit. Okay. You're going to pick two players from the AFC North. I'm going to pick two players from the, AFC West and we're going to trade them. Okay. Now how this works, they're going to go to the Broncos. They're going to go to the Steelers.
1: Okay.
0: It cannot be a position that you already have shorn up. So like in your case, you can't say, Oh man, I really want another wide receiver. So I'm going to go get George Pickens. Uh huh. And I can't say, Oh man, I really want a quarterback. I'm going to go take Patrick Mahomes. We already have that position shorn up. So, you get to go first, offensive player first, then I'll go with a defensive player, and then we'll, we'll just rotate that way. So, offensive player you're going to steal from the AFC North.
1: Jedrick Wills.
0: Jedrick Wills. That's Jedrick a surprising Wills. pick. Wills.
1: Kn- I know that's kind of makes me sound like a homer, but I don't think the Broncos have a more desperate need right now than offensive line. And we did just release Graham Glasgow. Yeah. Uh, That was that, – I mean, that was a significant cap hit. Garrett Bowles is, has done okay, but we do – we we need – you have to have two tackles. We right. n- we need another one. Jedrick Wills would, I think, would fit very well into the offensive line in Denver.
0: All right, so I'm going to take a defensive player and then we'll rotate to the other. Patrick Sertan, I'm sorry. I'm taking him. We need a cornerback so yeah. bad. It, it is ridiculously a need for the yeah. Steelers, a huge need. If you're telling me that I get my pick of the litter, offensively or defensively here, dude's a shutdown corner. We need that, mm-hmm. so I, I take Pat Sertan. Now your offensive pick has been done. My defensive pick has been done. Now we rotate. What's the defensive player that you are going to take from the AFC North? I kind of,
1: I could not get my head out of fantasy fit, necessarily. I am I am obsessed in always with Logan Wilson and linebacker is a need for the Broncos yep. especially with this free agency class Logan Wilson is a tackle machine and he has been for his entire career he was in college uh, I believe he went to Wyoming and he right. was like way up there as far as you know tackle numbers and he's doing the exact same thing in the NFL I I Love Logan Wilson, and I think he would
0: do very well in Denver. I would love to have him. That's a good pick. Creed Humphrey. Center. Um, Years ago, when we made that trade with Denver, Mm -hmm. and we traded up for Devin Bush, y'all got Lloyd Cushenberry. Yes. I had the option to take him. But then the the Chiefs, we didn't take Creed Humphrey. We took Pat fryer and yes. I like that pick. I think Friermuth is going to – he could, especially with Kelsey seemingly only having five to six years left, max. hmm Pat Friermuth could become one of the best tight ends in football, in the AFC especially. Yeah. I also think he fits the mold of the guy that's going to stick around with the Steelers for a long time. So I don't regret that pick. hmm But if you told me today that I could, with the push of a button, get Creed Humphrey – I would automatically feel better about Najee Harris. I would automatically feel better about Kenny Pickett. I would automatically feel better about our passing game. And I think we would just immediately become a team that would be a contender in the AFC and in the AFC North especially. Mason Cole was good for us, mm-hmm. but not great. I Actually, while I was in Jacksonville, Alabama, I was getting on to the elevator with Adam, and he was wearing a Steelers shirt, and this guy gets onto the elevator with us. And he says, oh, are y'all Steelers fans? And I said, we are. And he said, you know, I coached one of the players. I said, oh, really? Well, who is that? And he goes, yeah, Kendrick Green, wow. that center guard for y'all. Wow. And I thought, huh. And I didn't say this to him, and if he somehow ever does hear this, I'm not meaning this as an insult, but unfortunately that pick was terrible. <laughs> it It did not pan out as of right now. I've not heard of many players – Coming back in year three, having been benched all of year two after being a starter all of year one. Mm -hmm. He didn't play a single game last year. Wow. A single meaningful snap. That's
1: a little bit surprising.
0: And he was a guy that was constantly, constantly scratched, Mm -hmm. not even dressed. Third-round pick, and in year two, we said, dude's trash. I would take Creed Humphrey, and I would run like a bandit and just never look back. That's been fantasy fit. Guys, the Goat podcast wants to thank Monica for being on today with us. Thank you. Thank you. And uh we'll have her back on from time to time, especially when we get towards college football stuff. We'll we'll definitely talk to Monica. Also maybe some fantasy football conversations that we can have. Monica okay. can give you some insight on what it was like to have Me, as a co-owner, and kind of give some insight there to where I'm not having to talk about myself. Um, I am thankful that we have this avenue on the Scattered Abroad Network to be able to provide a show for our sports fans without having to worry about listening to commercials that they have to skip through. I was listening to a podcast today, 30-minute podcast, like four minutes of ads. So you get 26 minutes of material. Here, we've been recording for 41 minutes. It's just straight stuff. That's all you're going to get. Yeah. And that's what I want to see more of. And I think with our network being at where it's at with the Did That Really Happen podcast and some others, it is a good thing for us to have this avenue. And I'm looking forward to seeing what comes of it. So, again, Monica, thank you for being on the show. Thanks for having me. And tomorrow we will go to the NFC East. NFC East, and give the state of the division there. It'll probably just be me. We'll see what happens. Maybe I'll have a guest. I don't know. But we'll talk about the NFC East starting tomorrow. Until then, take care.